Let me tell you something. Macho Man was on the internet. That's right. Surfing the World Wide Web. And I saw a photo of a young man jacking his shit. And let me tell you something, brother. Mm-hmm. He had something between his legs that was for the ages. Uh-huh. And I showed that to Miss Elizabeth and she started licking her lips. Mm-hmm. And she said, Macho Man, how would you like something like that for a menage a trois? I said, oh, oh, Miss Elizabeth, Macho Man sitting in the cuck chair. 48 minutes of dog barking, 48 minutes of dog barking, 48 minutes of dog barking, 48 minutes of dog barking. Growl. I can't imagine being in your 40s drinking Keystone and not having like that's a real like you're toying you're broke yeah and you're like 45 and the government's check ain't come through. <laughs> well, let's see. I'm 43 in August, so uh, you know, let her rip. <laughs> just, I mean, I don't care. It, there, there it tastes about, good. Let me tell you about the time. I've mentioned I've mentioned this individual a few times on the podcast. I used to have a, an acquaintance named Juice Box. <laughs> and uh me and juicy b were my dad's one time to grab something okay and juice box was kind of like that ignorant punk kid that like would go into a, like you know a stranger's house and like open up the fridge of course yeah and i remember like us leaving he did that shit my dad was like what the fuck right i would too and uh he goes and, and and juice box looks at me like when we're leaving and he's like dude i'd never fuck with your dad and i go I mean, yeah. Well, why? Why? What's your reason? Right. And I was like, I was like, he's got like sixteen guns in the house. But what's your <laughs> What's your reason? Right. And he's yeah. like, oh, because he drinks Natty Light. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. It was Milwaukee's best. Oh, the beast. The beast. Yeah. That's what, that's that, that's like you know what? That's 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 a that's a beer for people that are pissed off that you can't get filterless cigarettes anymore. Which the, the makes beer. sense because my dad used to roll his own. He used to have a cigar ma- or cigarette maker, <laughs> yeah, in his kitchen. And I don't think he put filters on those. He was just, no. just straight heat. Sure, yeah. It's like the the desperate man's beer, the the beer of no return. I used to call it because it was just it was that and beer thirty. I've told you about beer thirty. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, sediment in the can, not in the good way like the fancy beers do. It was just terrible, just yeah, bad. It's just, it's just like pesticide, <laughs> it's all sorts of shit. You don't know what's in that Burger King wrapper, <laughs> rat droppings, the whole bit. Oh, well, yeah. that's you know, uh, you know why like uh, two buck chuck is so cheap, right? Well, yeah, because it's poorly made and yeah. Well, well, it's like it's it's like uh, the way they pick the way they pick the uh, the grapes apparently. Is it just run like a thresher? 
over like <laughs> the whole entire plant, the whole entire row. So you get so, all that so, good so stuff. You're getting, yeah. So you're getting everything, man. You're getting the grape. You're getting the rat. You're getting the bird. Perfect. And I that's love it. I was like, damn, that's why it's so good. You get yeah. just a little bit of everything. You got the balanced diet, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's gluten free or vegan. No, God no. So it's 48 Minutes Dogs Barking. My name's Jason. This is Brian. Welcome to the show. We are the sons of the hogs you could not crank. <laughs> Indeed we are. Uh, we got a pretty good show for you this evening. We're going to kick it off a little something about uh, a teacher in Phoenix, in the Phoenix area. <laughs> I can't believe it. Another teacher mm-hmm. losing her job. We're talking yeah. about one of the hardest, most least respected jobs in this country. Mm-hmm. Losing her job. In the Tucson area. Tucson. Mm-hmm. Of all places, Tucson, Arizona. And for why? And for why? And why? Because she has an OnlyFans. That's I'm true. sorry. When when did this become a puritanical nation? Oh, it's Ra- Rachel Dolezal. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> News for Tucson's website gives us this article. Tucson, Arizona, Rachel Dolezal, who now goes by Nikechi Diallo. Is that how you say that? Is that supposed N- to be Italian? Nikechi, I guess so. Uh, she's going for the trifecta. Nikechi Giallo lost her job with the Catalina Foothills School District. Dolezal was teaching kids as an after-school instructor. For those of you not familiar with Rachel Dolezal, this article has a handy little wrap-up. In 2014, she was accused of identifying herself as black while serving as the head of the NAACP in Spokane, Washington, before resigning. Amid that backlash, she was a prominent civil rights leader and an African studies professor in Washington State, accused of being pretending to be black for personal gain. And so uh, since then, she has started an OnlyFans page. Julie Fairbank, the school district's alumni and community relations, said Wednesday, We only learned of Miss Nikechi Giallo's OnlyFans social media posts yesterday afternoon. Her posts are contrary to our district's use of social media by district employees policy and our staff ethics policy. She is no longer employed by the Catalina Foothills School District. Some explicit photos were shared online on other platforms. Now, I think I think we talked about this when it we first came out. I think the, the article we're looking at looks like, a, <laughs> looks like she's showing hole there. It's, it's yeah. a tastefully censored. <laughs> with, a big, um, with a big rectangle. Big it's like rectangle. looks like she's... Uh, Spreading her ass open in front of a Christmas tree with a black Santa. Of course, of course. black Santa, of Of course. course. I love that the main reaction to this is apparently when people were getting sent this article. It's like, so why is the the Lee info Rachel Dozal? Yeah. (laughs) I think that was your response. Yeah, I'm like... Why is is there a photo of... Well, Jason, click and and become enlightened. And and I did, and I went, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem. (laughs) Well, I mean, her OnlyFans was, you know, public. I got God, maybe it was like a year ago. It's been out there. A year or two, yeah. Yeah. So it's not a surprise. It's a surprise that she would go and teach an after-school program, knowing her history. There was someone on on Twitter that was uh, being a snitch. Oh no! Yeah, snitch tagged him. Oh boy. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I don't know if like if it's cool or not that uh, teachers have uh, OnlyFans or whatever, but uh, does it doesn't seem like we're going about it in the most productive way. Yeah, it but, seems. But at the same time, it seems like the teachers usually end up having the last laugh because this happened to a couple of teachers here in the St. Louis area. Yeah, and all of a sudden there's like, yeah, I'm making like 100k a month now. So, uh, mm-hmm. 
it's been done enough you could almost call it like a teacher's retirement plan <laughs> okay well this is uh you going from teaching hole to showing hole hey oh <laughs> absolutely and uh, like like we said i think before we've seen some of these rachel dolezal photos she's you know pretty good looking lady I, I don't know i don't know not, like, not an attractive woman the whole uh Baking being black thing. <clears throat> Not great. Doesn't seem like it's out of like hate or malice. It is really fucking weird. Just very bizarre. Yes. Very fucking weird. Yes, very strange. I like. come from a family that faked being Italian because it was the one <laughs> thing right. the one thing because that was the you know, it was better than being Irish. Oh boy. You know? Yeah. Fairly here suited, but uh, mm-hmm. there's nothing about me that says like Italian. Like no, I would I never. Work, have I work with some real Sicilian ass motherfuckers. I could uh, yeah. not. I I would not. I would not pass the smell. Test. I was gonna say your hair is off. You got you know like a red beard. Right. That's a big. That's a big one. Yeah, definitely. Everything about you screams Irish. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. A, yeah. No, I, I look like I fell off the fucking table. I did die. Oh, I lost me lucky charms. <laughs> hey, does anyone not know where I can find the goon cave? <laughs> Fuck, Jerry Adams in McGoon Cave again. Fuck. <laughs> now we're just now it's just doing fucking uh, Trailer Park Boys for for people that buy like all birds. <laughs> you uh, talking about a letter, Kenny? Yeah. <laughs> I like how I got it in one. <laughs> it's like it's like I swear, I, I mean letter Kenny's funny, but it's like it's, yeah. oh, it's just Trailer Park Boys for people that iron their jeans. I have always thought like, is there an Irish Trailer Park Boys? And the closest you're probably gonna get. Yeah, it's Dairy Girls. That's all I can think of, but yeah. that's in the wrong time period. Anyway, I have so to... So I heard, I heard uh, Ian Miles Chong, who used to be my weed, weed dealer in Malaysia, <laughs> has been executed by the state. Yeah, breaking news at this hour. Uh, <laughs> Ian Miles Chong. Uh, here's a Time magazine. They put, him in a, they put him in a giant bag and threw him in the river. <laughs> like a Like a bag of kittens. Yeah, Ian Miles Strong uh, has not left Malaysia, and probably will not now. No, because they are uh, praying him through the street, caning him. And dragged him behind a horse, an incontinent horse. Yeah, so Time Magazine here, people online are fantasizing about Malaysia cracking down on right-wing commentator Ian Miles Chung. Um, uh, Commentator is a bit of a stretch there time magazine I, I, I'm not really sycophant right <laughs> total dipshit a man that if he could surgically attach his lips to uh elon musk's uh butthole and live off of it like a like an angler fish oh yeah he would human centipede with elon musk no question absolutely <laughs> so chad de guzman has the unfortunate job of trying to explain all this to non-online people via time.com Malaysian right-wing commentator and social media influencer Ian Miles Chung was quick to dispel rumors spreading on the internet that his home government supposedly executed him over his past pro-Israel posts. Quote, Seriously, I can't even take a nap without waking up to some nonsense Chung wrote on X, formerly Twitter. I fucking hate that. I keep, I keep saying that every time it comes up, but it bothers me. <clears throat> on Wednesday afternoon local time, in response to another user, Ah! Christy Yamaguchi main the Wapple House, once again, that read, Ian Malstrong has been executed by the Malaysian government at the order of Anwar Ibrahim for his continued online support of Israel's offense in the Gaza Strip. He was 35 years old. <laughs> Time goes on to say the post was deleted, which it was. 
but not before it generated thousands of retweets, tens of thousands of likes, and inspired celebration from social media users who apparently dislike Chung. Apparently? Come on, time. Let's go. <laughs> apparently. The brouhaha followed an earlier post over the weekend by Australian political activist Drew Pevlau that attracted similar attention for its suggestion that Chung's suppression by the Malaysian government was imminent. Quote, Malaysia's restrictions on freedom of speech and endemic anti-Semitism are very bad. We shall acknowledge that while also admitting that Ian Miles Chung potentially falling victim to them is quite funny. That is uh, James Palmer at Beijing Palmer. Yes, that is the definitive take. It's bad that the government in Malaysia is doing this, but it is also incredibly funny that it happened, that it will or may happen to Ian Miles Chung. It's, it can be both. We can hold two thoughts yeah. in our head at the same time. You know, there's guys posting uh, GIFs of them like celebrating Ian's impending doom. Hurt Copain at Saeed DiCaprio. Ian Mouse Chong getting the electric chair soon? <laughs> and the, uh, it's a company with a, uh, a Snapchat. It says, funeral food be so good, I forget who died. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The only thing missing is the R.I.P. Bozo Pack Watch guy. Uh, yeah. Puffing the big doink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it does give you some interesting background on Chung. For those of you not aware, he's based in Epo, is a contributor to Canadian media company Rebel News, former contributor to The Daily Caller, and Russian state media RT. So it is really, really bizarre that this guy ever kind of came to prominence to begin with. I always found him so such a weird figure. Like this guy from Malaysia suddenly becoming so influential on the right fucking, in America. Pocket watching our bullshit. Absolutely. Constantly. For, for a guy a guy who looks like Oh yeah, yeah. If you've never seen him <laughs> My God. If you've ever worked a grocery store job, he looks like the guy that you're like, fuck, man, I hope he doesn't come to my line. <laughs> this guy's going to be a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. You're seeing the guy like with his hand in his pants, like he's probably going to rob someone. Like, I want that guy. You'll take him over. over I'll, take, I'll take the guy that maybe he's just got an itchy dick, but he might also have like his dad's old like uh, 1911. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You know, something that fucking, you can see, like, the, the fucking rust come off when you pull back the action. <laughs> the, the broken safety catch, so he's always a danger of shooting his own dick off. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> just, like, it. looks like the, if you were a service worker, the worst person you could imagine that isn't, like, a white woman. Yeah, and, and he goes by at Still Gray, which is in reference to the fact that he's been having extremely gray hair since his 20s. It's just, like, this old from, photo. From from caring too much about shit that ain't his problem. Yeah. So, so rest in peace, emails, John. Uh, Time no, rest Magazine. In piss. Time Magazine got it wrong. Sorry, folks. Uh, he did. Uh. <laughs> oh, and Joe Biden uh, oh, yeah. encouraging, I, I'm guessing, at least a half dozen mass shootings in the future. <sighs> yeah. So Super Bowl Sunday was a couple days ago. Immediately after the game, when the Chiefs won, Biden posts a laser eyes meme just like we drew it up joking about the whole rift that people have been doing about the nfl being rigged dark or scripted brandon. doing the dark brandon thing yeah but the timing sucked because during the super bowl and a number of times 
earlier that day, there were a lot of bad things happening in Rafa. Yeah. So you have on social media the president laser eyes saying, without context, just like we drew it up, as people in Rafa are getting bombed to death. Not yeah. good. <laughs> Not great. Well, Travis Cleese is pushing his coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's getting mad at the coach. Like, okay, I get it. but I'd be mad at that fat fuck, too, man. Give me the fucking ball, man. Granted, I mean, he's not really a rushing or a passing player. He's more Sure, a, sure. I don't, I don't really have any strong opinions about it. I do like the amount of my uh, people I work with that lost money. Oh, the 49ers were going to win. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Chiefs won last year and they've had a solid gold season. I don't know what you're like. Why would you? Yes. Okay. You can hate Taylor Swift all you want, but that's not a money move. Betting against the Chiefs who just came off the Super Bowl season. What are you talking about? And the thing is, too, like, I'm not a big sports guy, but like, I at least know the names of a couple people that play for the Chiefs. I don't know anyone on the 49ers. No. They got they got no stars, because I mean Mahomes, Purdy, some real superstars over there on the Chiefs, and a lot of those people are from last year's Super Bowl. They like yeah. they kept all the good folks, so yeah, of course they're gonna have a shot. But <laughs> hating Taylor Swift enough to bet against the Chiefs is just that's easy money. If I'm a bookie, man, I'm <laughs> I'm staying open late. I'm like, yeah, come on, give me all. Your I money. didn't even we didn't even watch. I didn't either. Yeah. I just followed it on on the online, so and yeah, that was fine. I watch it on just like would check Twitter, and mm. uh, okay. I mean, just by looking like how the fourth quarter went, like score wise, like oh, this is actually like it probably would have been a pretty compelling Super Bowl. Because yeah, I feel like every time I watch the Super Bowl, oh, it's yeah. like it's like a fucking it's a wash, you know, fucking by the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, the last couple times I watched the Super Bowl with this group of friends of ours, it, it was Patriots number one, and I fucking like I just can't stand that team for of some course. reason. It was usually Patriots or Falcons, and I can't I can't really stand either of them. And then or Eagles, Falcons, Eagles, which one was it? anyway? It doesn't matter. Birds, oh. <laughs> and it was like teams I didn't care about. Yeah. Kansas City, I can get behind because they're at least in the same state. Oh wait, Kansas Chiefs is in Missouri, not not Kansas, right? Is that what? Yeah, they're Kansas. Okay. No, they're Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, all right. So they're in the I same. I don't know state. what the fuck is actually in Kansas City, Kansas. I've driven past it a few. The times. Royals, I think. No, no Royals are Missouri. They are in Missouri. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's nothing I can think of. <laughs> I don't think they have an NHL team. I don't think they have. Uh, you know, I I think Kansas City, Kansas is just it's just a place that exists. KU for basketball, maybe the Jayhawks, but yeah, but that's college ball. Who gives yeah, a shit about shit college? college People who give a shit about college sports really bug me, especially if they're not a graduate of the school that they're rooting for. That's so weird to me. Oh what? fuck, my mom never got a college degree. And my whole entire time growing up, walked around fucking wearing a Notre Dame fighting Irish, like, fucking starter jacket. Well, that could have just been because the logo was badass. <laughs> sure. <laughs> There's a couple of people down the down the street here that have all the KU stuff, but they are KU alma maters. Like, that's their, that's their school. I know a guy who's big about uh, Tennessee college ball, but again, he went to school in Tennessee. Like, that makes sense. But if you never went to Notre Dame, if you never went to Duke... But you're rooting for him every year and fuck it. Why? Call me. 314-246-9766. Explain yourself. But uh, Joe Biden, piece of shit. 
That's just, I guess that's the motion con here uh, posting uh, no humanity in Biden. I think he is Zionist lobby in America. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, he's been pretty much a Zionist his whole entire political career. Right. So it's really no surprise. Oh, boy. So, uh, you know, just none of it's looking good. Not, Not good. No wonder why we do a podcast looking back. Yeah, there's a good reason for that. <laughs> As the present is a painful place. Mm, yeah, Macho Man oh, had yeah. to return his Apple Vision Pro. Could <laughs> not get the Lisa Ann 3D video working right. That's right. Like oh, we talked no. about last week with Wack Nicholson, we did uh, talk about 404 Media, talking about the fact that you cannot do VR porno on the Apple Vision Pro. This year from The Verge. The headline, Apple fans are starting to return their Vision Pro. Victoria Song here writing, Comfort, headache, and eye strain are among the top reasons people say they're returning their Vision Pro headsets. And again, I have to emphasize the fact that it is $3,500 motherfucking dollars. That is a lot of money. That is six PlayStation 5s. Okay. That's that 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 that's that's uh, that, that's six playstations with no games. It's uh, you know that's six Xboxes or whatever you know whatever you want. It's it's yeah. You you you're blowing a lot of money for what feels like very little in return. This is like a Newton that you strap to your head, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, from what I understand, I mean, we Ed Zitron wrote a great piece uh, in his uh, Substack. Where's your Ed at about? Hey, this is co- this is really cool when I can have a trivium live thing going at like 200 inches in front of you know in the front of my face and i'm also trying to like write the newsletter but then he would he, i mean it's an exhaustive piece it's about five five thousand words maybe and he goes in about why it's not there yet and apparently according to the verge and other places it's it's kind of unanimous like people are saying things like honeymoon is over it triggers motion sickness. It's too heavy because it's in, it's weighed down in the front with all the stuff on the goggles. The Verge's product manager, Parker Ortolani, told the told the writer Victoria's song, he thought using the device led to a burst blood vessel in his eye. <laughs> Not good. Uh, despite being as magical to use as I'd hoped, it was simply way too uncomfortable to wear even for short periods of time, both due to the weight and the strap designs, I wanted to use it, but dreaded putting it on. That is not the future, if you ask me. Even Google Glass was, was lightweight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it had a, a lot of advantages. This just feels bad. I don't know. Um, yeah, constant headaches, eye strain. RJ, RJ Tech. On Twitter, can't wait to return the Vision Pro. <laughs> Probably the most mind-blowing piece of tech I've ever tried. Can't deal with those headaches after 10 minutes of use, though. Uh, Apple's got a lot of beta testers out there, apparently. And, <laughs> and this is what's this is what they're going to do. Here's a, a user on thread saying that Figma screens made them look dizzy and the, the device was not applicable to their work. As in, there are not default apps for things that should have default apps for sure. uh, the AR experience. And that's a damn shame because the idea was much like a laptop. It was going to free you from the desktop experience. That was at least the way it was sold to me was that it was going to be, I can have a full featured PC experience on top of reality anywhere. At least that's how it 
sounded to me when we first started talking about it, when we talked with Ed Zitron about it, when he was on, I was like, okay, because Ed was talking about it, he was so psyched about it. Yeah. Right? And, and I was like, okay, well, maybe, you know, I started to kind of come around on it. Now I'm reading all this. I'm like, you know what? Good, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this might be an Apple product. You talked about it being a Newton you strapped to your face. I'm thinking it might even be like, you know, the the Mac Mini. Just like it, it's a curiosity. People, you know, will will pick it up. But I was maybe. To think what was the uh, the failed gaming console that Apple released in the '90s? Oh, the Pippin. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, uh, I think there's a reason. Okay, so it said Bandai. They were going to team up with Bandai. Produce a scaled-down version of the Mac purely for CD-ROM gameplay. Interesting concept. Oh, God, they didn't want it to be on the Internet. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Yeah, not good. Oh, God, it went on sale in Japan for the price of 64,800 yen, which included a dial-up modem and four bundled CD-ROMs. So I mean I'm not reading all this. What 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 wound up happening? I oh, I mean it just fucking sucks. Like okay. it's, it just comes as this really, really expensive bloated thing had no right to exist. I would say that the Apple Vision Pro perhaps has some more. It's a little bit more promising. Yeah. But like right now, it just seems like I mean, you, you said 3DO. I mean the 3DO was kind of a glorified paperweight. Outside of like five games. <laughs> I mean, the Wonder Swan, the Jaguar 64. There was a lot of, of stuff in that era oh, that was. Don't, don't shell on the Wonder Swan or the Neo Geo Pocket. <sighs> Just because half the games didn't get translated. So, like, if. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's the problem. I don't know very much Japanese. So I, I can't really Ugh. read the on screen text. Paca. I know what a, what a terrible weeaboo I am. I know, but. <laughs> That kind of makes a difference if you're playing an RPG and you don't know which one says fight and which one says run or something. You know, it's a pretty oh, big deal. Trial and error, my friend. I guess so. Well, Apple Vision Pro, not great. You know what else is not great, Brian? Oh, uh, crypto scams? You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. Hey, it's our old friends, Yuga Labs. Oh, boy. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I, I don't. I do not know about this, but I am. I'm enthralled that Yuga Labs is apparently cocked up again. Again, yeah. So, an NFT created by Yuga Labs called Other Side. This here from Decrypt. The saga began on Tuesday when Yuga announced that players who had successfully completed a mission in the Other Side platform's Legends of the Mara game could now claim on-chain collectibles dubbed loot as rewards. Players quickly jumped to mint the NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain, only to discover that the gas fees were costly, especially considering that loot was supposed to be a free perk. Uh, let's see here. It also details back in 2022, frenzied mint of deeds to virtual land in other side cost users an eye-watering $157 million in transaction costs alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Yuga's leadership attempted to rectify any bad feelings with a peace offering. Chief Gaming Officer. First of all, Chief Gaming Officer. That's a title. All right. Spencer Tucker posted that community anger at the loot gas fees was justified to compensate. He said any impacted user would be eligible to claim a free catalyst. Another in-game on-chain perk. The quote here. People who minted ship parts paid a bunch of gas, which sucks, so we want to make things right. The community response was not good. Murat, 
Night Deaths posting here. Oh my God, giving free Catalyst isn't going to solve anything. Why would we race for it then? Why you guys are doing everything wrong and then making it worse? Why is it so hard to build an off-chain marketplace which we can just deposit ApeCoin for once and use it without paying? Greg Solano, oh boy, Yuga's co-founder, jumped in and said, well, we're not doing the free catalyst anymore. All gas fees would be fully covered and reimbursed by Yuga. Thanks for calling us on our shit and bearing with us, he said. <sighs> There's no easy way out of this one. I mean, they really dug well, their own got, grave here. They're fucking ape chain or whatever. I don't know much about it. I don't know if it's like an L2 on Ethereum like base or something like that. But uh, yeah, Ethereum is really fucking expensive. I've seen transactions where like someone paid like 200 bucks just to approve a contract to sell. Whew. Yeah, it's not in, great. It's, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. When you consider that like other chains that are much more efficient, but maybe not as popular, their transaction fees are like in the pennies. Right. Yeah. This one, uh, according to uh, Molly White, Web3 is going great. They said the free NFT costs around $30 in gas fees to mint. And of course, the idea being behind these is that they were meant to be traded back and forth. And so that's $30 each time. Right. Not good. Journey Crypto even did a tweet here saying, well, you know, maybe they're going to ditch Ethereum, which they might need to if this is going to keep happening. I mean, yeah, Ethereum's just really, um, as far as like a proof of concept for a blockchain, like it's not the worst, but it hasn't scaled the best. Well, no, I mean, God, every other day it's something about, about gas fees are going yeah. just bonkers, wild crazy. I mean, it's almost not worth it to do anything on Ethereum just because of the fees. Pretty much, yeah. That's why a lot of people uh, don't fuck with it. I think that's probably, yeah, I think it's its biggest weakness. And uh, VB is trying to make it more efficient and less costly to use. But again, I think that is probably the biggest problem with crypto is that once you get to like a, 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 a scale that's like almost a, a sample size you would call like real world usage, mm -hmm. it uh, just doesn't scale up well. It gets clogged up or transactions cost too much. Um, I think that is going to be one of the elements that, that hampers, you know, crypto or blockchain technology from ever really being fully adopted. Well, yeah, because uh, like I'm thinking about transaction fees on other types of transactions. So like if I'm paying with a debit card or a credit card, even if it's an ACH transaction, those fees are pennies on the dollar. Versus thirty dollars per like, no. If thirty dollars for something that's free, well, that's like that's like getting something for a dollar on eBay and then paying forty dollars in shipping. <laughs> it's the same problem, right? Like, right. They're recouping some costs somewhere. It's just it's it's not good. It, things are not looking good over there at uh, Yuga Labs, but they're still going. I don't know. They they have a guy whose entire job is chief gaming officer, which I feel like is uh, it's a hell of a position. I'd like that. Yeah, gosh, just fucking just rolling around Chio dust all day, <laughs> smelling like a wet sock. Yeah, no, man. Uh, wow, the gas fees, those are just really fucking crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know what we should do about that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess somebody should do something about it, though. Yeah, man. Tommy Chong ass looking motherfucker. And uh, <laughs> the dev's not here, man. <laughs> 
no, it's me. I got the stuff. Come on, man. From one weird experiment to another, this week's main topic, <laughs> Italian Spider-Man. Italian Spider-Man. Now, I did not... <laughs> I thought, when I first saw this, when it first came out, which was, what, um, 2007 or so? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, and when I first saw this, I legitimately thought it was a poorly made Italian Spider-Man. What I later learned was that the creators were from Australia. <laughs> One of the weirdest turns, I yeah. think, uh, in, in Strange Internet shit. Like, wait, they're not even European, they're Australian? Yeah. So it presents itself like a parody. Well, you know, you've seen, or maybe some of you have seen, the Japanese Spider-Man show. They did a mm-hmm. live-action show, and it was very cheaply made, very Doctor Who paper sets, you know, not uh, not great. Yeah. But it had a certain kind of uh, handmade charm to it. And I thought, okay, well, this is just somebody in Italy did this in the 70s or something. No. No, 2007 is when this came out, and it was created, it was uh, originally going to be a, uh, it started with the trailer, actually. The trailer yeah. came out first, before anything else had been shot, so they shot this entire, like, fake trailer, and it says here, according to the Wikipedia article, it was filmed on one 16-millimeter roll of film in one day, and it was partly a parody of the 1968 film, Danger Diabolique. Mystery Which, Science Theater 3000 fans may recognize that one. It's one of the last ones before... I believe it was the last episode. Okay. I thought it was, but I wasn't 100% sure. Uh, it, is, it is an amazing piece of late 60s, like, spy schlock, mm-hmm. uh, with or without the commentary from... Uh, with the bots and... Uh, it was Mike at that Mike time. At that yeah. time yeah. yeah, it was uh, produced by uh, De Laurentiis, right? It says here. Yeah, Dino De Laurentiis, uh, kind of a big name for a time. God, Death Wish, Mandingo, Three Days of the Condor. The Dead Zone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, Blue Velvet. Army of Darkness? Yeah, yeah, that was a De Laurentiis uh, joint there, yeah. Uh, Cat's Eye, Silver Bullet, a lot of Stephen King. Halloween 2, Evil Dead 2, the Manhunter movie, basically Red Dragon before Red Dragon, and foolishly passed on adapting... Silence of the Lambs. Could have had could have had a banger under your belt there, Dino. What a string of hits Dino was responsible for, but yeah, um <laughs> Danger Diabolique was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was also just not a good movie. I mean, it's an interesting piece of it's fine. Of, of weird cinema of its time. But yeah, it's you don't watch it thinking like you're gonna get like a great movie. It's no. You it's gotta be really cheesy and yeah. weird. But in its production values and its off kilter uh, sensibilities, there is a a, a fertile ground yes. in which to grow uh, a strong parody, which yes. Italian Spider Man uh, most certainly embodies. The special effects are cheap but endearing. Yep, the overdub is is distorted. <laughs> And yeah, like they a, intentionally did it badly. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, the fact that they actually shot on film is is very cool. I rewatched the entire thing. Okay, and I just forgot how fucking funny and bizarre it is. The 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 professor, the Italian Spider Man, and the, the scribe Italian Spider Man 
He is a overweight Italian man with long hair wearing a domino mask uh, with a chevron mustache, oh, yeah. black slacks with uh, uh, like black dress shoes, um, black gloves, and a lightweight red sweater with like the worst looking like fourth grader Somebody. on PCP looking spider. The David Thorpe uh, and the spider that he drew for the landlords. Like you take the month off the rent. That same kind of spider. Yeah. Just really badly drawn. Yeah. <laughs> like, and his henchman is Captain Maximum, which is a guy <laughs> who you can barely see his goatee under uh, his Lucha Libre mask. Yes. And uh, his thing is that he can turn to a snake. Into a snake. Yeah. And he has two henchmen there are snakes that he throws to the ground. And they explode in a cloud, and it's two other guys and and Lucha Libre mask. It's it's fucking absurd. There's a whole a plot about uh, them fighting over an asteroid, an asteroid which has a serum in it that uh, causes organic creatures to or organic material to uh, duplicate. <laughs> which the professor shows Italian Spider Man by first demonstrating on a mouse, which causes a mouse to uh, you know two mice. And then he goes and does it to his assistant, a, a pretty brunette woman. Okay. And because, then there's two pretty brunette women. Right. And the first one is nonplussed by it and just continues filing her nails. And the professor just kind of nonchalantly takes the mouse and, and pushes it into a bag and then beats the shit out of it with a shoe. <laughs> and then he takes a revolver out of his pocket and shoots the clone. It's just... Well, and then they settle. They settle it with a surf battle, isn't that? The, that's well, that's, well, that's was Captain Maximum after that. Okay, uh, a surf battle for uh, the meteor. Okay, I okay. think not for the serum, but the meteor. That okay, something along those lines. It's it's, it's, <laughs> it's at its best when it's not trying to do too much. Yeah, the the last segment where there's a big fight in like a rock quarry. <laughs> Oh, has, the cl- the classic Star Trek <laughs> rock quarry fight, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, which, I mean, it has some moments that ends on a really great note, but you can kind of see that they are stretching the capabilities of the format they're working in, the budget they're working with, and I think uh, their own uh, talent. Yes. There's even a bit where they're throwing penguins at each other. It's, it's, <laughs> half of this, half of this stuff is just like, yeah, half of this stuff is like half remembered for me because I'm like reading the synopsis, like, oh yeah. Then there's this this bit about them throwing penguins, and it's such an absurd piece of like faux superhero stuff. Like I said, it feels like a, a a knockoff. It feels cheap. It feels like Doctor Who. It feels you know. They shot it on 16 millimeters, so it's got all those limitations of 16 millimeter that you you know the the grain and like everything that is the limitation. They're they're pressing really 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 hard up against it. Yeah, there's just so many great little bits because I think this is also like right before Be Kind Rewind came out, which had the whole oh. Sweeted movie yeah uh, thing, which I, I imagine we'll probably talk about at some point. Oh yeah yeah. It felt like people just doing something weird and interesting for the sake of doing it. And stuff that still fucking cracks me up. Like, I think it's the second or third episode where it's uh, Italian Spider-Man's apartment and he's got his, the femme fatale that he just got done doing, you know, whatever, smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Italian Spider-Man is also constantly smoking cigarettes. And fucking. And fucking. <laughs> uh, and drinking uh, macchiatos. There is a henchman that sneaks into his apartment and they use stock footage of a crocodile. 
Crocodile. Crocodile. <laughs> Which it just seems so lo-fi to use this stock footage. And then the camera, it changes, and it's a guy in a really weird crocodile costume yeah. and a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they made this trailer, right? The trailer before the, came out before the series, and, and they uh, shopped it around, and they actually got the South Australian Film Corporation to invest 9000 500 Australian dollars to expand the trailer into a full series. Unfortunately, a couple of years later, the company that they, they had created to do all this dissolved. But the special broadcasting service reached out to them about a television adaptation. Copyright issues caused the project to be dropped. And then <laughs> the same people went on to get commissioned to create the show Danger 5. With a budget of 1.5 million Australian dollars. Now, very big difference from 9,000 to yes, a yes. mil. And it shows. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Danger 5. It's a longtime favorite of mine because it's just absolutely absurd. It's a parody of Thunderbirds. It's a parody of G.I. Joe almost. Uh, spy yeah. fiction. It's got a ton of different influences thrown in there. Every episode is they're trying to kill Hitler. Entire episodes about dinosaur Nazis and just absolute bonker shit. And there may be, if you're familiar with the gif of a guy reading a magazine that on the front says Sensible Chuckle. Sensible Chuckle magazine comes from Danger 5, uh, as does the uh, a dinosaur Nazi uh, pointing a gun at someone and, and, and <laughs> yelling at them. Just what an absurd, fun little thing. And they got to make it. They got to do their thing because they made Italian Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like, all right. This is my yeah. favorite fact, though. This is the thing that really made me laugh today. I, I just found this out. So uh, Chris Miller, Phil Lord, the two guys who are producing the Lego movie, Lego Batman. And so they got to work on Across the Spider-Verse. And they were trying to get Italian Spider-Man as a character in Across the Spider-Verse. So good. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, the character couldn't be used, according to uh, Joaquin de Santos. It couldn't be used because it was not owned by Marvel. He stated, quote, we watched this thing called Italian Spider-Man. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's bonkers. It's completely bootleg. It's not owned by anybody except the crazy people that made it on the internet. We tried for Italian Spider-Man at some point. Marvel was like, we don't know what you're talking about, dude. That's not ours. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, if, if there's going to be a third Spider-Verse movie, I'm lobbying for it. I got to see. I got to see the overweight uh, <laughs> shotgun-toting guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, mustachioed. Absolutely. It's like, it's just in the background. Just for a second. Just in the background. But, yeah, what an absurd... These types of things were happening a lot, though. Yeah, just people that like realize that oh, I can, I can, me and my friends, we can make this thing, and maybe and we could put it on the internet, and maybe people will like it. Yeah, I mean that's what happened with Red Letter Media, and look at them yeah. now. I mean they're they're blowing up, but still. Uh... I've been listening to the new <laughs> Kanye West record. Wow, <laughs> I would rather listen to Millie Vanilli. Without the backing tracks. Uh. <laughs> Star Wars ruined my childhood. You know, fucking polio did. Um, but yeah, it's the same. It's 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 crazy people with no budget doing stupid shit and getting a big name off it. I mean, that's yeah. that's I one of the more infamous reaction gifts 
Are you not? Do you not remember? You're you're drawing a blank here. Yeah. What of is the it? gif was everywhere for many years of the man with the curly long hair shaking his head back and forth in disbelief, and it's just the goofiest fucking thing. Yeah. That's from Italian Spider-Man. I thought that was from Doctor Who. No, that's from Italian okay. Spider-Man. Okay, all right. Well, that's, see, that, that's what fucked me up. I thought it was a Doctor Who thing because it kind of looks like Tom Baker. I love that. Yeah, the, he's, ooh, and it's the big, like, zoom out, like the vertigo zoom he's doing. Uh, it's not really doing, I think there might be some zoom on it, but it's just this weird, weird reaction. <laughs> just like a, just an unmistakably strange response to, like, I think he finds, like, a dead woman in a hallway or okay. something. Or I'm thinking about the troll too. The oh my god, like that reaction. Maybe the fucking fly on his glasses. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that scene from from Troll Two. Okay, I didn't realize that was because I haven't seen this in a long time. I, I didn't wind up rewatching it for this. This was just like I'm going off a of memory here. Uh, I didn't remember that scene though. That's funny. That, yeah, that gift was everywhere. Jesus, you mentioned the the Be Kind Rewind, the Sweeted movies. That was a that was definitely a a vibe, the Michel Gondry thing that he kind of ushered in. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like Be Kind Rewind with the Sweden movies and Grindhouse with like the Grindhouse trailers. Yeah. You know, which gave us Hobo with a shotgun. Almost all of those movies that were fake in the trailers in Grindhouse are now real. I'm talking about the internet stuff because there was an internet contest. To make a fake Grindhouse trailer. Yeah, that's right. Um, Hobo with a Shotgun did get made into a movie. That got made into a real movie, Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving... Yep, just came out. Dark meat. All will be carved. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Machete, of course. Uh, Robert Mm -hmm. Rodriguez made two Machete movies. Uh, The only one that hasn't been made is Edgar Wright's Don't. Well, thankfully, uh, Rob Zombie's Nazi. Oh, yeah, Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS, yeah. I thought I think that's the real movie's title. Oh, okay. His was I mean I think Rob Zombie is uh really probably one of the most surface level mar- motherfuckers to ever live. Agreed. Agreed. I, I hate people that make that think that he's got he's like some auteur. No. Or like no, I mean he's literally he is deep as a fucking kiddie pool right. under a goddamn fucking galvanized press. <laughs> There's some moments in some of his movies that make you go, fuck yeah, but it's it's not the whole thing doesn't necessarily cohere. Like the ending of, of Devil's Rejects is worth the time you spend with the movie. I think that Devil's Rejects might be the only good movie he's made. Yeah, Three from Hell was kind of a a weird a weird little creature. I don't know. And House of a Thousand Corpses kind of feels like having bamboo shoots under your fingernails. <clears throat> yeah, I don't really know what he was going for there, but it didn't it didn't land for me. His Halloween remake was Okay. That's alright. Alright. Yeah. I mean you're going up against Carpenter. That's a tough road to hoe, no matter who you are. And, and and you know Carpenter, in those at least in the first two, Halloweens and a lot of the stuff he did before, somewhat understated compared to yeah you know some of the people that came after him. The Rob Zombie Halloween two compared to Carpenter's is like you. Why are you doing this? You don't. This didn't need to happen. Why? What is, what is going on here? I'd rather watch Season of the Witch. Honestly, I've seen it recently. It's not as bad as I remembered it. Yeah? Yeah. It's fine. So It's okay. It's Poltergeist 3 level of fine. Oh, I've never ventured past the original Poltergeist. So. Oh, man. Poltergeist 2 is a banger. 
I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah, Poltergeist. I don't too. know, but the but the, the but but did the, the music the movie executives abuse a child to her death to make sure it was good? Not good on that front, but no. as a movie, you've built your child abuse business on Indian <laughs> burial ground. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's <laughs> pretty much the Poltergeist series, unfortunately. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, I love low budget schlock. I'll watch any old bullshit. Yeah. And uh Oh boy, I mean I was I was a frequent face at the local family video in oh, the, yeah. the last days of them carrying VHS tapes because got to watch all kinds of weird shit like Taboo Asia, which is an insane shock video. <laughs> American Ninja Two, oh. the stuff chud they had all the amazing b movies man it really was like it really was something fucking special when everything moved to dvd i don't know where half of those movies went because like puppet master i only just now saw that full moon's putting those out on blu-ray after however many years of being out of print doll man (laughs) (laughs) i just saw oh actually i just watched my demon lover Remember this little this little gem? It's supposed to be this like quirky horror themed rom com about a single woman in New York who's just trying to make it. And there's this guy who's living on the street because every time he gets horny, he turns into a demon. (laughs) (laughs) But there's also a serial killer going around killing young women. It's very bizarre. They do a meet cute, but he's homeless and this is that. Ultimately, it's like a real fluff of a movie. There's not a lot to it aside from the really great creature effects. They have this guy and all these huge prosthetics, and it's just disgusting and really funny. It's a joke. Every time he gets horny, he becomes a demon. Not just any demon, but like a different demon face every time. So sometimes he's just this like fat demon, and sometimes he's got wings. And like it's just like, what Amazing. the fuck is this? Go- it's called My Demon Lover. That kind of shit, though. That was the VHS era for me. Like, there's just like you pick up a movie and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Frankenhooker. What the fuck am I watching? Frankenhooker or like Tromaville shit. Yeah, something that like did not really hold over to DVDs, but somehow kind of found a foothold in like the early YouTube, yeah. and early streaming days. Yeah, I like, got something awful. They had like the awful movie reviews. Yes, and I remember the guy that originally did that that article admitting in a Fiad post that how he found these movies was just looking for the stuff that had the worst ratings on Netflix. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's just how he did it. He's just like, find the lowest rates shit that they had on the the DVD. And move it to the top of your queue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We covered this actually in another episode, badmovies.org. That's where I heard about a lot of these fucker shit show movies. And they would do these reviews and I would read it and go, I don't know, man. That sounds like it kind of kicks ass. Uh, so that's how I saw the fucking movie. You watch it and you're like, Ugh. It was always a crapshoot, but there was this great little fucking movie called Mean Guns. I don't remember half of anything that happens in the movie except for there's an entire sequence where they, a bunch of guys are like emptying clips into a car. I don't know why. It's just like, this is badass. Uh, <laughs> this is the entire budget of the movie. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You'd find some shit, though, like the the movie Cherry 2000. 
about a sex droid who uh was there something like called like defcon 3 that had like a really defcon cool 4 yeah that had that really fucking cool cover yeah of like not the, a great the, movie not a great movie no. though but man what a fucking cool ass cover with the skeleton that fucking cover got me to rent that fucking movie because oh, yeah, it looked same. badass same. yeah apps of fucking positively oh, lootly and then like it's like oh there this is just really low budget and weird and yeah yeah yeah, that's, it's, it's you know it's entertaining as a curiosity, but that's sure. About it. Uh, Toby Hooper's Life Force. I did not realize how many boob shots were going to be in that movie, and then the fact that it was about space vampires. But that was that was definitely a movie. <laughs> it was definitely a thing that happened. <laughs> oh man, if you haven't seen it, oh fantastic! Uh, and the lady in it, very attractive young woman. Oh well, yes. <clears throat> well, speaking of attractive young women. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. I believe it's time for the uh, Shock.jpg segment of the we're show. Looking, we're looking for a, a different type of indie art on the internet. Very, very different, yes. Uh, so this guy, this one uh, is simply entitled One Guy, One Cock, Brian. I don't know about you, but when I hear One Guy, One Cock, I'm thinking about that's what the good Lord wanted for yeah, us all. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Adam and Eve, uh, not Adam and Dry Heave. This one was hosted by Lol Shock and Shock Chan. Actually, they both had a mirror of it, but One Guy, One Cock is really 11 seconds of a guy getting face-fucked. Wow, that's some real Gawk Gawk 5000 shit going on there. Yeah, I mean... Gosh... There really isn't much else That's to it. It's literally like, eleven he's just seconds. That dick to get rid of his tonsils. Well, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Like, hey, uh, help me out here. I got a, I got a tickle in my throat, buddy. Uh, just yeah. dudes being bros is all I'm saying. It's just, uh, we could definitely tell who lost the racquetball game. Yes, two out of three there. Yeah, it's like okay, Steve. All right, uh, all right. <laughs> Show me what that mouth do. <laughs> yeah, it's just. The only thing was missing was him pinching that guy's nose shut. Oh, the classic deep throat porno thing of pinching the nose shut. Yeah. Which I was like, I always think is like, that's just rude. You got your cock and buried in someone's face down to the tonsils. Why are you, you know, why are we doing this now? To assert dominance. I know. I understand that. But I guess some people want to be the graded. Which I okay, I understand that completely. That makes a lot yeah, of sense. That's why we do this podcast? Fair enough. <laughs> so I, I saw that on a list of like shock sites. I'm like, that's not shocking. It's just somebody getting. I mean, it's it is shocking in the sense that like that's just a lot of cock to take. It definitely, he looked like he had a fat hog. To be sure, the man was definitely uh, blessed with a hog there. Which is hey, good for him. Not so good for the person having to. Get that past your, you yeah. know, that past your it, molars. It's but. like trying to eat a Subway sandwich without chewing. Uh, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, that's shocking, I guess, if you're not expecting it. I, I mean, that's there, one I, thing. I don't know. Is it, I guess it's, you know, the quote, a, a past guest of ours, I guess it's shocking because they're gay. Yeah, and I think a lot of the punchlines of these are just like, ha <laughs> gay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, no, no, that guy had thrown up on that cock. Okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, because I mean, puke is always shocking yeah. to me. And there was a little bit of poo poo in there. Yeah, it's the puke and the poo poo. And I'm just like, you know, I don't want to, because I passed on two other puke related ones. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm taking her easy for a little while on the puking and the poo poo. 
Next week I'll have something really disgusting for you, believe me. But um, oh, thank you. Yeah, just to keep, just to uh, you know, make sure my brand is strong. I'm gonna. <laughs> it's called Waifu Basics. You'll see it next week. Oh, uh, Jesus! It's the it's, it's the things you should do if you're going to be someone's waifu. A lot of puking. Anyway. I wish I could find the fucking weird give mommy a gut fucking comic. Oh, God. It is so... Like a wound in someone's... Fucking is so fucking insane. And I feel like it's just me and a bunch of other people used to post yeah. on the pink forum way too much to remember it. <laughs> but have yeah. I explained this to you? I, maybe. I don't think we've explained it on so the show, though. how maybe. I remember this is a comic... It is surprising. The art is surprisingly good. The premise is that like a supermarket where you can buy like women <laughs> that are like hanging from meat hooks. Oh boy! And it's like a mom and her son. Oh boy! And I forget exactly what happens, but somehow the mom ends up in the position of a woman that's on the meat hook. Okay. And her abdomen is sliced open, oh, and no. she tells tells her son, "Give mommy a gut fucking," and whew, is fucking wild. Yeah. So when people talk about like the weird uncensored internet, I don't really think about rotten. No, rotten so much. I think about stuff like that. Yeah. And I hate to say, it, I have probably put myself on a couple FBI lists trying to find this, just because <laughs> it is so fucking weird and yeah. absurd yeah. and it's um it's that sort of thing where you realize like halfway through like oh this is someone's kink yes like if this yes. is something that they could they could actually make happen in the real world without legal repercussions they would right. absolutely be down to do it no matter who it hurt no matter, yeah, and yeah. It's, but that used to be part of the internet is like look at what this fucking weirdo thinks is like cool or hot yeah or sexy and you're like wow i'm sure glad and that's really what you what you when you look at that you go wow i am so glad i am not like that yeah you definitely i mean a lot of that, the... that was part of the original appeal of the era to me was like being like you know what my life sucks at least i'm not chris chan <laughs> look at this fucking weirdo yeah look at this fucking hipster <laughs> right well i mean that's look at this fucking incel that's a whole genre of posts now yeah. you know like fucking king cobra and the amazing atheist. Yeah, I don't know if he's technically an incel, but I wouldn't be. He definitely has that MRA stink on him, the men going their own way type of guy. Uh, oh, because we're you know whatever. I don't know. We I, hunted the mammoth. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, we hunted the mammoth. That's right. And you believe in a silly little sky god? Oh yeah, uh, internet atheists were so funny. All it took all it took was that photo of that overweight guy in that fucking fedora to shut down that whole entire thing. <laughs> The one that's like tips hat, yeah, Yep. Actually. Actually. Uh, yeah, those guys. Um, I know you probably remember this guy, Ken Bone. For some fucking reason, he was made a big deal. And uh, our former guest, Chris Ward, even went out and did a, a fucking ad with him. I can't remember what the whole thing was about, but he had a day with like Ken Bone in the fucking red sweater. Like he did the whole thing. He's like, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's just a little weird dude. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. That's kinda... the f- he did that AMA on his real account. Yes, which then that, so people went through and looked at his posts, and yep. apparently he had a pregnancy fetish. 
and said that pregnant women were like human submarines. Beautiful human submarines, yes. A phrase that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Absolutely <laughs> fucking insane phrase. Beautiful. And that's a, you know, like, whatever, man. Like, people have oh, their sure. weird shit. Hey, but yeah. I think what really disgusted me was, like, all the time, all the foes he took with, like, police departments. I'm like, oh, so Kim Bone, not only, only are you a sex freak, you're right. also a class trigger. Yeah, definitely not the hero some people were making him out to be although really he asked a question in a debate what the fuck are you you know like why i think he's just like a goofy guy wearing a weird sweater Mm -hmm. with a weird name ken bone yes entering the bone zone entering the bone zone yes i think he still does something called the bone zone he was at cpac yes a couple years ago he was yes also disheartening (laughs) yeah well i mean he was an undecided voter which yeah. Usually, which, which usually means right leaning. Yeah, generally people on the right say we count those because they're yeah they're definitely <laughs> they're willing to be swayed by fascist propaganda. So yes, I don't know. People for some reason thought he was going to be a big deal, and uh, I don't know what that was about. Ken, reach out to us three one four on the podcast two four six nine seven six six. It was a call. <clears throat> We'd love to hear from you, Ken. Uh, we can we can go down to Johnny O's and get all the pregnant women pissing themselves videos you want. Absolutely, absolutely. Bone is married to Heather Bone, <laughs> whom he met in high school. Of course. He has a son named Logan. Logan, Logan Bone. Logan Bonin. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Logan Bonin. <laughs> Woo! Oh, LB got the keg! LB. Shit, dude. Call himself the long bone. Lobo. Hey, you call himself Lobo. Lobo, yeah. Hey. Damn. Right. We Damn. made uh, this for all we know, this kid sucks. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know for, for right now, until we know better. Old fucking Lobo. Yeah. Old Lobo, buddy. Fucking old Lobo, we're taking we're do we're taking uh we're taking Stacy and Gwen mm-hmm. down to the fucking bubble heads and uh we're gonna flood the engine. Hell yeah. It's gonna be fucking sick, bro. <laughs> We're gonna be crushing tall natty light cans on the on the roof of my Trans Am. Fuck yeah, dude! My cousin's repairing the Irox Z on the front yard, and he's gonna be hanging out all day. Drambuie from my mom. (laughs) Drambuie, oh my god! I'm drinking Drambuie and Sprite, man. Don't fucking laugh at me. It fucking it's fucking kicks ass, man. (laughs) That was lean before lean was a thing. Drambuie and Sprite. uh, You were her inedible bunk or the Incredible Hulk? I'm sorry, the the mixed drink. I don't know what that is. It's like hypnotic. Oh. And like Seagram's whiskey. Okay. I think that's what it is. I worked with a guy who's a little bit older than me and was telling me about it like it was like he lived through the Great Depression. Oh, God. Well, see, I remember based on a Tupac song, my friend Joe would serve Thug's Passion. That was Alizé and Champagne. <laughs> it was Thug's Passion. And then. Oh, in- I'm sorry. It's. uh. I was thinking Seagram's whiskey because he used to call that bumpy face. Okay, okay. Uh, it's equal parts hypnotic mm-hmm. and Hennessy. Ooh, and apparently it is just a fucking rager. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I always think Incredible Hulk. I think green, something in like chartreuse. It turns green apparently. Okay, okay. That's that would be why. All right, because yeah, hypnotic itself is like blue, isn't it? Yeah, it's got like that weird like metallic look. Yeah, not uh, not a good one to mix with anything, honestly. Uh, I've never had it. It's not good. Yeah, it's no fucking orange Mad Dog. No orange Jubilee. <clears throat> orange Jubilee. The best Mad Dog, honestly, is Fruit Punch, the red one. 
that's it's been a while but I, I used to always you know what man i live i live by a simple phrase that's orange jubilee is good to me hey hey all right i mean you stick with what works that's it most certainly <laughs> works <laughs> Absolutely. I used to go fucking basement shows. Yeah. With a fucking thing at Orange Jubilee in my camera bag. And I remember I was like dating some girl. And I took her to one of these basement shows. And I was like, check this out. Motherfucker's going to be making fun of me for having that fucking mad dog. But just wait. They're going to be coming up to me asking for a sip. And she was like, no way. And we go up to the bonfire behind this house. And so I was like, yo, sir, you got that mad dog? And I'm just like, open up my camera bag, cracking it open. Of course, buddy. Absolutely. Okay, now you you drank, obviously you didn't drink it cold. I drank it cold. You did drink it cold. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. like I, I had it in the freezer and then oh, okay, put okay, it in my yeah, camera yeah, bag. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because um, man, room temperature mad dog is a... No, I kept it, I kept it mm. cold. And I think there would be times too, I'd find a cup and throw some ice in there. I had this, all the street cred of, uh, man, he's drinking fucking mad dog? <laughs> but I really I only ever maybe drank half of one. Yeah. And the other half was just dispersed. I was ruining other people's Sure. Lives. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you don't, you really do not want to drink a whole thing of Mad Dog. Right, it's fortified wine. No, it'll, yeah. it'll fucking all those sulfates, all yeah. that added sugar. Absolutely fucking wreck your shit. I speak from experience. Yeah. You no, do some not. Of the, some of the worst hangovers I had when I was underage were from old MD 2020 and Thunderbird. <clears throat> Thunderbird was the worst. Thunderbird's fucking rough. Thunderbird will kill a man. I don't care what Th- you say. Thunderbird will bring a fucking dead cat back from the dead, <laughs> only for the dead cat to die immediately. Right. Like, it's like a failed science experiment. Terrible. You want you want to unclog a drain while creating another problem in your life? Use Thunderbird. Exactly. I mean, there's even a reason why They Might Be Giants wrote a whole song about how Thunderbird will fuck you up. And they're not a band that really writes about drinking that much. No. So, uh, and, and the chorus is, I remember now why they call it Thunderbird. <laughs> <laughs> If those nerds uh, have had it and went, oh yeah, this sucks. I, I've only ever had a couple swigs of Thunderbird. It not was, great. No, not not fantastic. Not also not great that the person I realized after I took a swig to hand it to me was fucking Dancing Daniel. Daniel, your mom's here. Oh, Dancing Danny. Dancing uh, Danny. Oh boy. Personal beefs aside, uh, it's time for the Breath Mint Prize. It's time for your mom's favorite part of the show. It's time for the Breath Mint. Good segue. <clears throat> Thank you. That was uh, I'm, I'm working on. Uh, so it's time for the Breath Mint, as we always do uh, at this part of the show. We talk about things we've been enjoying this past week or so. Brian, you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah. Been working on that Bentley Lil book. That my girlfriend lent me. Okay. And uh, I realized why she lent it to me. It's because uh, I, it's, it's not confirmed in the book, but we're getting there. We're getting to confirmation is, is a suspicion that this crazed killer is a disabled kid. Oh, boy. It's it's the, uh, the R word. Oh, boy. The drooling R word kid from across the street. Oh, boy. And I'm like, whoo. That's spicy. That's early '90s. You can't write that. What was the name of the Bentley Little Death Instinct? I Death believe. Instinct. Okay. All right. I gotta find this now because I'm, oh, yeah, I'm insanely no, curious. I, I I like trash oh, literature. Oh, it's so trashy. I'm loving it. Yeah, I, I was able to knock out a good chunk of it the other night, and I'm like, 
Uh, I got there and I'm like, oh, this is why this is why D gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the summary made me really think of like early Dean Koontz where he was just like writing whatever the fuck, <laughs> just kind of throwing shit at the wall. So it feels right. It feels uh, that pulpy, yeah, shitty paperback era. I have not listened to the new Kanye West record. It's okay. I have read some people's opinions of it. I've read some reviews. Dear dear listeners, in the early days of my my adventures with music journalism, I used to write for a website called Playback STL. Which ah, is, yes. Which is very long defunct, but uh, a lot of people who went on to do media stuff in St. Louis started out there. Um, and I guess I was one of them. And every month or every other month, we would meet at Laura, the editor-in-chief, her and her husband ran the website. We would meet at their house. They had this really fat tabby. <laughs> and they had also like four or five ferrets, which they let free roam. Oh, boy. <laughs> Not my favorite thing. No. Way. Particularly when you're like um, trying to like, you know, oh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that record. And you almost step on a ferret. And <laughs> like, dude, it was just rough. But, yeah. you know, it was like one of those things were like. Uh, it's like know, a pitch meeting almost. Yeah, pitch me going through like all the all the promo stuff that went to the PO box. Okay, and that's how I got a lot of CDs I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember getting a Lyrics Born record that was not very good, mm. but the the press release, which was an actual physical stapled wad of paper, was probably forty pages long Woo! for a a record that I don't think probably more than five thousand people bought. I would imagine no, um, yeah, Lyrics Born wasn't uh, doing well at that time. No, from the Bay Bridge. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was not his high point. I would say probably every month or every other month there would be like a local or regional hip hop artist that was like very thought they were the next Vinnie Paz. Sure thought that like you know they've read like behold behold a pale horse like very weird can like you know alex jonesy conspiracy type like sure. libertarian rapper shit like horrorcore not backpacker yeah and, yeah and uh it was always like shit called like wicked in the vine all just like really fucking try hard dumb hip-hop like just not even like this isn't like fun party music like this is just dumb bullshit okay and I've met these guys in real life before and they suck just as much as you would imagine. <laughs> They're always like a white guy. They still wearing like the ball necklace, the oh, metal ball necklace. Uh, oh yeah. Always got the world she is goatee, wrap around sunglasses with a hat that does not match. Oh. And like always, no matter what length their hair is, it's greasy as fuck. Yeah. And they're always gonna be like, yeah, did you want my tape? Oh, like, fuck no. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> titillates and amuses me to no end knowing that Kanye West and all of his money and all of his mental illness and, and all of his whatever sense of creativity he has left probably spent millions and millions and millions of dollars to make a record that sounds like a dude who like <laughs> read chariots of the gods in like fucking Peoria yeah. in like 2005. Big David Ike fan out in, you know, out in Swansea. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the hardest motherfucker in Pontoon Beach, right? Over damn there. right. Damn right. Well, see, I listened to it this week because I saw, oh, I get these alerts from Spotify. Hey, uh, an artist you follow, Kanye West, has a new record. I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's, let's see what's up. Um, I got about a third of the way through the record and I kind of was like, He's kind of coasting. This really, this isn't, this isn't vintage. Yay! I heard Ty Dollar Signs really carrying. Ty is 
pretty much the star of this record and which is it's hard for me to admit because I never really cared for the guy. He's always been like Ty, Ty's always been interesting at least. Interesting, yes. Consistent, no. good. Mm, you know, like there's I've seen him live before. It was fucking fun. Like seeing him and like Rich Homie Quan like back to back was like, man, this is fucking kind of Okay. Tight. Yeah, I can <laughs> I can see that. I can see that being a banger fucking experience. That makes a lot of sense. But like on this record, man, it feels like those moments on a Run the Jewels album where Killer Mike is just destroying it, and LP's like, "I got a dick like a basketball," and like, let me show you why Michael Jordan won't return my call. Yeah, yeah, that is that shit. <laughs> it's like so in this in this metaphor, Ty Dolla Sign would be Killer Mike and and Kanye. I went down LP. to the bodega and ate the whole fucking store. Yeah, there's yeah. it's just like okay, I I get it, yay. We, please. <laughs> don't do this again it's a giant shrug of the shoulders of a record like and they named it like it was part one of something like we don't need we Man, don't we need don't need it. we're good yeah it's like yeah p- fucking paper girls doesn't get a second season but this probably will get a sequel the fucking <sighs> world is so corrupt man amen to that um what, what have you been fucking around with, man? Oh man, I have been enjoying quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of movies. I love movies. I don't know if you know this about me, but I love movies. I got like seven hundred Blu-rays in the house uh, <laughs> by last count, but I did uh, get a copy of American Fiction. Woo! What a flick! Jeffrey Wright, Sterling Brown, uh, you name them, they're in there. What a flick! What's funny is the trailer. The only other thing I can really compare it to right now is Charlie Kaufman's adaptation, because it is itself an adaptation of a book that gets really meta towards the end. And then also, uh, Sorry to Bother You, because it kind of takes aim at not only the black lived experience, but how white people react to it. But this one is in the in, in the realm of literature. So Jeffrey Wright plays a character... Thelonious Ellison, who goes by the nickname Monk, because of course. Sure. Uh, and Monk has this book that he can't sell. He's going through a lot of personal shit, and his agent is like, yeah, they wanted a black book. He's like, but I, I wrote a book. I'm black. What do you mean they want a black book? He's like, you know what I mean. And so in a fit of pique, he writes this absolute trash fucking novel Every black stereotype you can imagine in it. And it's called like, originally, the, the original title is My Pathology, not My Pathology. Your and Pathology? Yeah. And, but then he later insists that they rename the book Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it gets picked up. And these people want to sell it. And they want to make a movie. And there's all this. And he's going... Are you fucking serious? At the same time, his personal life is going to shit. His wife left him. His gay brother is fucking up his own life. You know, his he's got other shit. His his mom's in the hospital. He's dealing with all this other shit. And at the same time, he's trying to rekindle this relationship with this woman. But he also has to pretend in interviews to be this stag R. Lee. <laughs> a convict on the run who that's why he can't show his face on television and that's why he has to do interviews by audio only uh, it's <laughs> it's really fucking weird because it's it's two movies sewn together 
it is a really depressing family drama and it's this satire about the publishing industry and they mash them together in a really fascinating way. It really works. It fucking sings whenever Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K. Brown are on screen at the same time. Gold. Issa Rae is also in it. She's phenomenal. Um, There's a Keith David cameo. (laughs) I love Keith David. Fucking anytime he shows up, I'm there. There's just so many like little moments and they all kind of culminate together. Great little flick. I think it did get a few nominations. If I'm, if I'm remembering my Oscar stuff, right. I think it did get a few nominations and good for them. I was also watching the television series, the bear, the most Chicago television series that has ever existed. (laughs) Yeah. So Jeremy Allen white from shameless is this guy who's coming back to his Chicago eatery, which was an Italian beef place called The Beef. So, yeah, real original. He inherits the place from his brother who committed suicide. Again, it's that same kind of thing where it's food porn, anxiety-inducing cinema, but also family drama at the same time. In the second season... The mother is played by Jamie Lee Curtis. There's Bob Odenkirk cameo because, of course, it's a Chicago show. Mm-hmm. Barenthal, what is his name? Uh, Punisher, something Barenthal. I know you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, he plays the deceased. Shane, who was right. Yes, from... Shane in Walking Dead. Yes, yeah. yes. John Barenthal, easy there name. Easy name to remember. John Barenthal plays the deceased brother Mikey in flashbacks. Um, there's just some some really fantastic stuff. If you only see one episode, I would say an episode called Forks happens late in season two. And the reason I say that is because it is almost a standalone story that kind of tells you what the show is all about. In it, Carmichael, who goes by Carmi, his cousin, who's not actually his cousin. <laughs> it's one of those friend things where like your friend is so close to your family, they just start calling him cousin. Yeah. Richie, the cousin is told you're going to go work at this restaurant for a week. And so begrudgingly he starts going and all they have him doing for the first couple of days is cleaning forks. That's why the episode's called forks. As it goes through, he eventually starts learning about the restaurant, learning about it's a turning point for his character, but it's also gives you an idea of what the people behind the show think about the service industry. Fascinating to watch before I even saw the show. I would see clips from that episode on TikTok and be like, what the, this looks amazing. What is this show? Most of the show isn't like that, but it is kind of like a mission statement. This is what hospitality is about, that kind of thing. I mean, the whole second season is we're opening a new restaurant. And it's from from first episode to last episode, it is tear down. And then now we've got to do this. And, we're, and now we got to hire people. And now, and now we're sending him off to, to learn about hospitality. And then the finale is they're friends and family. They're soft open all of it sings there's some weird plot shit that i'm kind of like eh, whatever but for the most part great looks great three or four different times in the show they tease you with new noise by refused <laughs> they'll start doing i'm, I'm sorry you mean the hoobastank song no uh, i mean new noise by refused but like three different times they start playing the opening riff and i'm like yeah yeah fucking play it play the song and they only play it like in its entirety once over the credits. It's like, okay, that's a choice, I guess. They have a lot of Chicago-based music in there. Although, 
they do lean a lot of they lean into a lot of Wilco, which I just I, I have a personal Wilco's beef. A Chicago band. They're not. They're, they're a not. Fairview Heights band. Yeah, thank you, Belleville, Fairview Heights, Swansea. They're all it's, it's Southern Illinois. This is Chicago bullshit. It's just because Jeff Tweedy decided. Well, like, I, I, I feel like it's the same reason why St. Louis Bread Co. is not called St. Louis Bread Co. everywhere else because you wouldn't like it. You, it's the same yeah. reason why I don't eat Boston Market. <laughs> exactly right. What, what do people think of St. Louis? Bad pizza, worse fans than baseball, <laughs> um, bad driving. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get expensive hospital food from a place. That scene in Trains, Planes, and Automobiles where Steve Martin yells at Edie Clark at the airport. That's yeah. that's what people think of St. Louis. <laughs> Gooey butter cake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bit in uh, National Lampoon's Vacation where they get uh, car where they get their shit stolen off the car while they're in it. Yeah. Escape from New York. Escape from New York. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what people think of when they think of St. Louis. That movie was shot almost four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some parts of St. Louis that don't look that much different. Yeah, they haven't changed a lot. No. Yeah. There were a couple burned out car husks on the Missouri side of the Chain Rocks Bridge by the entrance, and those were from the film. Just left over from the production? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I, I think that's actually fucking cool. Because, folks, if you don't know anything about St. Louis, St. Louis is a town that wants to have constant amnesia, does not want to think mm-hmm. it has any history that has any future. No. So, like, the fine, like, out things like, oh, that's where those burned-out cars came from, or... The St. Louis Racket Club is where Charles Lindbergh got the financing for his his flight That's across right. the Atlantic from oh, the Spear yeah. of St. Louis. Like things like like you would never know that St. Louis actually has like an interesting history just from like growing up here. You really no. have to fucking seek it out. You have to go read Devin O'Shea books to learn about the fucking Veiled Prophet Parade, which I went to multiple times as a child. Did you fucking really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the not not the actual uh, Veiled Prophet part, but like the oh, VP oh, the, fair, the, the, the VP fair. When yeah. it was still the VP fair, because it was still technically part of the Veiled Prophet thing. Uh, but yeah, like reading Devin O'Shea books to learn about something that happened in your own town. Yeah, baffling. Yeah, because there was there was that article about the Veiled Prophet, right? That came out in like 2015 and 2016, where it's like. Oh wait, so that's where the v- I always never understood. Yeah, VP kid, Fair. Why, what does that what mean? What was it called? The VP Fair. Right. Was it Vice President Fair? Yeah, I mean, think, I mean, you know, we had Vice President Soda. Yeah. Like, sh- or Shop and Saver. True. Where, President's Choice. President's Choice. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking uh, volcano salsa whipped ass. Oh yeah. Damn. <laughs> damn. You're right. Anyway, uh, I've I've got <laughs> I mean, other stuff, but you know, I'm gonna talking about obscure St. Louis things. Yeah. yeah. We really work for a fucking family that one of their like. They had an ancestor who like won a bronze uh, medal in the triathlon in like nineteen twenty. Nice. Who he also did the triathlon in the nineteen oh four Olympics. Oh man. The 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 sketchy weird as fuck Olympics. Yes. And he was quoted in, there was a quote from him in one of the fucking episodes of uh QAnon Anonymous. Yes. The the trickle down. Yeah. Uh yeah, the trickle down for um uh, Gatorade. Oh, wow. It was really fucking weird to hear that name and just be yeah. like, what the fuck? Uh, John Boyce did the, the video on the 1904. Uh, yeah, the, we, we, I watched that with a friend of the show, Danny. Fantastic. 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, the, the 1904 Olympics are an amazing shit show. And, uh, fed a guy rat poison. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. A yeah. fucking guy from Cuba showed up in like a three-piece suit. <laughs> and he ran like half the race. <laughs> insane. Just, it's insane. But like you would you would never know. Right. Growing up. You don't know. You don't hear any of these stories. You, you All of this stuff that we're talking about, I've found out in the past 10 years. Yeah. And I've lived here all my life. That's baffling to me. People in Minnesota fucking know everything about everything that's ever happened in their town. But for whatever reason, St. Louis, we're just like, no, no, that's not. Oh, it's good. We're still pissed we can get the stockyards. <laughs> we're still pissed the Rams left. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. The Battle Hawks. Oh, Battle Hawks. Yeah, buddy. Oh, man. XFL. I, uh, I worked for a guy who... I knew it was like, oh, this is a guy that begs for pussy because <laughs> please, baby, please. Because he was all he had fucking Ballhawk shit in his office. Oh boy, he's walking around the Ballhawks hoodie, and I'm like, dude, you just would go fucking nuts <laughs> if I said hut, 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 hut. <laughs> Madden, John Madden, I'm mad. Football, football. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't get that, there's an old video, uh, Moonbase Alpha. I'll put it in the links below. Uh, it's really worth watching because NASA put out a video game called Moonbase Alpha where you would go and do various tasks on a moon base. But they players quickly found out that the text to speech was very much like Stephen Hawking's text to speech was modeled on his, and so they would start making it do things like. Go, this is a Chinese earthquake. Or like if you just put A E I O U, it came out as A U. People love to do that shit. And there's compilation videos all over. And we were doing that to each other on Messenger during the Super Bowl. That's about my level of interest in football. Hmm. Mm. Anything else, Brian, for the uh, breathment? I think uh, no. We're good. Ready to, right on. Wrap. Well, this is about part of the show where we tell you where to find us online. Brian, where can uh, they find you? Yeah, if you want to gang stalk me and get me uh, <laughs> fired from my job for my OnlyFans, <laughs> you can find me on. He does uh, show hold, by the way. I don't know if you know this, but it's, uh, it ain't much. But uh, it's it's honest work. It's honest work. I use a penny for scale. You put the sharpies and anyway, let's <laughs> social anyway, media, Brian. Anyways, where can they find you? You can find me on social media, anywhere you can find a uh, a music photographer or a uh, I shot Guy Debor. Uh, nine times out of ten, that's going to be your old boy Brian. Uh, if you want to check out uh, my photography portfolio, it's um, assholemusicphotographer dot com. You want to hmm. check out some words with photos. That's hey hey musicphotographer.com Jason oh uh, yeah you can find me anywhere there's a video crime V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E that's going to be Twitter Blue Sky I don't know where else but that's it chances are if there's a video crime it's going to be me especially if you're on like Letterboxd or anything again I love movies Come chat with me about movies on Letterboxd you can find me also at the uh, the wonderful places like Instagram TikTok as Laser Goose CEO that's Laser with an S, because I know how to spell it. <laughs> you can also find me as part of the wonderful cast for a audio drama podcast called Submitted for the Approval of the Midnight Pals. Midnightpals.simplecast.com. I play a fictionalized version of Stephen King. 
Jason at 48MinutesDogsBarking.com. That's my email. Brian's email, Brian with a Y at 48MinutesOfDogsBarking.com. And support the show, Patreon.com slash 48MinutesDogs. Last but not least, give us a call, 314-246-9766. That's 314-AHOY-POO. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every week it feels like it gets longer. I don't know why. Well, don't you give us a call and let us know what you think about the goon. That's right, brother. Me and Hulkamaniacs are all going to talk about gooning. We're going to be going to the goon cave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> my, 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 my most surreal Hulk Hogan thing I've ever seen Yeah, is that he uploaded a video of himself in the bathroom at like his doctor's office, apparently taking like the world's smelliest shit. <laughs> And you just see him from the chest up. You can see the tank of the toilet behind him. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, that's bad, brother. Oh, it smells <laughs> bad in here. Oh. Okay, I got to find this. Well, uh, I'll go find that. In the meantime, we're going to say, as we always do at this time, namaste, good luck, eat the knife. And give mommy a gut fucking. Indeed.